When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe below. Right there, that's that's right. You can do it. I, I know you. I have faith in you that you can go ahead and subscribe right below Joe Sorrel today on YouTube. We are oh so close to 300 subscribers. So please go ahead and help us out today by subscribing below Joe Sorrel right there on YouTube. Plus also as well, if you can like, share, support, or follow anything that we do at the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, Joe Sorrell, his persona in the world of Lakerland is at LakersBall.com as Ox1947, so go ahead and catch him today during the course of the games at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends, also as well, Jamie Sweet, Yami Swoot, Mr. Five Things himself. Go ahead and check out his latest Five Things article today at Lakerholics.com. And also my good friend, Mr. Tom Wong, a.k.a. Laker Tom. He's not only at Laker Tom on Twitter, he's also doing a lot of great things at Lakerholics.com. So go ahead and catch his great articles. And I'm hoping he will be back soon. Keep on hoping, keeping on hoping. So hopefully he will be back soon to talk Lakers basketball right here on the show. But go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated couple notes I just wanted to go ahead and drop on for you. If you're into fantasy basketball this weekend on Saturday, and Joe is invited as well, I just want to let him know. But Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing a special show right here on the channel covering fantasy basketball. I have my good friends, Mr. Dom and Chris Ardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. They're going to drop on by with their thoughts on the fantasy basketball scene. I also have upcoming, just want to let you know, a special episode that's coming up just before the season starts that we're working on for the NBA season preview. That's coming up on the show. And of course, we're doing all the breakdowns of the games and rundowns of what's going on here because, you know, we love you. And we also love the Lakers, no matter how 
depressing sometimes it gets, no matter how angry we get, no matter how fun it gets. We're always here for you at the Lakers Fast Break. Just wanted to mention today that the Lakers and the back-to-back were still in Vegas, and my thoughts are with the families on the tragedy that happened just right up the street at the uh, unfortunate incident that happened right in front of the wind. So my thoughts are with those families right now that were affected by today's tragedy, but they still played a game at the T-Mobile arena down the street on the strip and the Lakers. Well, unfortunately in the back-to-back we said, we pretty much knew that LeBron James was going to sit down on a back-to-back and that's what he did. But also Anthony Davis was still out. Russell Westbrook was sat down. Kendrick Dunn was sat down. Patrick Beverly was sat down. So who's left to play for the Lakers? Well, you had Thomas Bryant, Cole Swider, Lonnie Walker IV. You had a whole bunch of, you know, as far as youngsters, kids, still trying to prove themselves. Of course, Max Christie, of course, also as well, Scottie Pippen Jr., and a few more. Did they work? Did it work out for the Lakers? Well, they faced off against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, which some were in attendance at the game I went to with the matchup in Henderson again the second part of this Victor versus Scoop part two which I'll talk about later on they were there later on they were playing the Lakers at the T-Mobile arena and after a slow first quarter for the Timberwolves where the Lakers actually played pretty good defense and had some pretty good science and maybe making it a game in fact they led after the first quarter it all fell apart from there unfortunately the signs of the depth for the Los Angeles Lakers as we see it Unfortunately, came to, to came to a head as the Lakers got outscored quite a bit after that. And in the second half, it wasn't a pretty sight as they got outscored 62 to 56 is what I'm looking at. And the Lakers end up losing 114 to 99. The top scores for the Lakers, Thomas Bryant was the one that really stood out today as far as having a good game. Making his claim, you know, making his claim for a starting spot on the team, totally outplaying Damian Jones, who didn't even score a point in eight minutes of action. Thomas Bryant in 26 minutes of action, actually 18 points, seven rebounds, not too bad, plus nine overall, not too bad at all. Austin Reeves, unfortunately, a minus 17, could not pack up his strong performance on Tuesday with a good one, excuse me, on Wednesday with a good one today. He had six points, eight rebounds, three assists, but unfortunately a minus 17. Max Christie and Scott Pippen Jr. were put in the lineup as far as the starting starting lineup and had 11 and 14 respectively. Wendy Gabriel only had two points in 12 minutes of action. Cole Swider, I know a lot of people are going to be looking at him as a guy who's supposed to be coming off the bench or maybe has some potential as a shooter. Didn't really shoot so well. Actually got off to a cold start. Was actually 0 for 7 for at one point. He did rebound to score 17 points, 6-6 six six from the free throw line, 3-11 shooting from three-pointers, and 4-16 overall. Matt Ryan, who was on a two-way last year with Boston, he scored 11. Jay Huff, who I was hoping to see get more minutes, only got 11 minutes, but scored four points and seven rebounds. And Lonnie Walker the fourth, who's been of much discussion since he has the MLE for this season. He was a minus 20. Scored 10 points, was 1 of 7 for 3, and 4 13 shooting. So overall, the Lakers, 34% shooting, 22% from behind the arc. Not really that much to crow about. Unfortunately, wasn't that much good to see. Still, 
didn't do much as far as turning down the turnovers. Unfortunately, still at 18 turnovers. Was not exactly a pretty sight to watch. But then again, this is pretty much what we should have expected because of the lack of depth we have. And the fact is we were sitting out a lot of guys on the back-to-back. So here today to talk about the game, hopefully also as well talk with me about the second matchup between Victor Wembiana, Wembiana and Scoot Henderson, part two, without I saw live today at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Plus also as well the thought of what LeBron said last night in regards to possibly owning a team here in Vegas should one come up. He's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. And Joe, uh, I mean, I I don't know how much you can take from this game. Not a whole lot. Thomas Bryant actually is the one person I think that you should go ahead and actually take a longer look at because I think he made a clear case today for a starting role on the team. I, I don't know what to take from today's I just said him. I didn't say anything anyone else. Yeah, Thomas Thomas Bryant. He came to play. He's going to have to play against much higher competition when the season starts. Well, he was playing against. He was matched up against Gobert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to need to be something where he can play consistently. Unfortunately, I don't. I can't see Thomas uh, playing 30, 35 minutes a game consistently. I, I wish he he would. Uh, I would I would obviously uh, support it and hope. But I don't know if his game uh, is is that refined to do something like that. The the Lakers have a knack of getting shooters who can't shoot. I don't know why that is, uh, other than the fact that it's because they're wearing a Laker uniform and the pressure's there. But I I saw some misses today that rivaled. It rivaled a junior high team shooting. It was really, really bad. Probably some of the worst results of shooting I've seen in an NBA game, regardless if it's preseason or 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 uh, or, or regular season. I, I I mean, they were missing on the right ends of the backboard. I mean, they were they were almost bending the. You think there might have been some fatigue involved with a back to back? How are you going to have fatigue when you're 19 and 20 and 21? I'm sorry, I'm not buying that one. Okay. This I'm is this is you had wide open shots. You should make you're a professional basketball player and you have no pressure in a third preseason game and you've got wide open shots and you're still not only are you missing them, you are shanking them like a slice in golf. It just it's just amazing how terrible the NBA player is once you get below the good players. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking the 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 gap right now in terms of the very good players and those who we play today, it's it's like they don't even know how to play basketball. And a lot of that is because they're not they're not they're, there's no fundamentals being taught. There's no fundamentals being taught, so they can't go to something and lean on that if something else isn't working. It's either all or nothing, and usually all is, can you shoot a three? Can you shoot a jumper? No drop step, no back-to-the-basket type 
moves. I mean, nothing. These guys have absolutely they're 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 relief pitchers who don't who who will never be starters. That's really what this is, and even that they struggle with. Uh, <laughs> I I don't. I guess we're gonna have. It's looking like they're 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 gonna let the guys get themselves ready in the regular season. It doesn't, it doesn't look like they believe in getting a little bit of momentum going into the regular season so you can be ready game one and game two and three. They just want to go, okay, well, preseason is not important. We don't want to get anybody injured. But they're going to well, – okay, what's the difference if you get injured in game three of the regular season? Is there a difference? And are you going to build chemistry – against Golden State in game one or Portland when they come into town in game three or Denver a couple games later? Is that when you're going to get going? Is that when you're going to build chemistry? You're supposed to build chemistry in camp, build chemistry in the preseason, but no one seems to care. It's become the Pro Bowl. Um, At this point, you might as well just scratch preseason. I I don't see any benefit in playing preseason games. No benefit. I've seen nothing. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Well, the Lakers right now, again, in their last nine preseason games, it's been 0-9. So it's hard to find positives, but we're going to try to. Yesterday, we could take some positives, especially how the team played in the first quarter. The team played okay in the first quarter with the limited amount of resources that they had as far as players. They did end up leading after the first quarter. I know it fell apart from there, but I mean, with individuals that were playing very hard, at least in the first quarter, Thomas Bryant is an individual. He was on the floor several times within the first few minutes, something I, at least I can take away from because the fact that again, seems to me that this guy coming off a major uh, injury with Washington Coming back, looks like he wants to go ahead and be a starter once again. He's trying his best. I understand that you can't make him or you don't think right now he's capable of being a 30-minute rotational center starting main player on a, a five that you want to go ahead and make sure that's going to be your best five putting out there. But as a starting five, I think he's clearly shown that he is more willing to step up and do what's needed than Damian Jones has at this point. Jones and, and Gabriel were just Gabriel was atrocious. He made one today. good move, Gabriel did, and that was yeah, one it. on a that's dunk, it. and that's it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was just watching, going, "Wow, don't I? I this guy does not belong in the NBA." 
Uh, this is something all. I've said for how long yeah. now? Yeah, it's it's it was just horrid watching him attempt to play professional basketball. I'm sorry, it's got to got to be harsh, but it hurt my eyes, and the shooting <laughs> hurt my head, and the overall team play hurt my body. I, I am I'm, I'm just hurting watching this. I I got on the show here six minutes before it ended because I just was hoping that you'd start the show early. I didn't want to watch anymore. I will believe me. I wanted to, the but Lakers, that's not fair to our viewers. The Lakers have lost. I've won, I've won two games in the last, um, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten plus three. I mean, they've won two games that the last two games of this regular season before then they lost that last month in, in March. We, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen losses in the month of March. They've won they won four. They went four and sixteen and then won two games in April. Yeah. And then they haven't won a preseason game in two years. Yeah. And they're starting the season against ridiculous talent. And really good teams. We're going to have to start putting a comedy show together. <laughs> Aren't we doing that already? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm building towards that. It, this is now, you guys heard the anger. You heard the, the firecracker, the fire general. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Shane is probably going to be a little bit more healthy for us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just degradation. <laughs> Uh, if they come out 0-5 after going likely what's looking like 0-6 and, and, and another preseason thing, I mean, we, you're, you're talking about just a team that's a perennial loser. Yeah. This is this is not a – this team doesn't value any any kind of any anything. It, it just comes to the point, and thank you so much again for watching and listening. This is the Lakers fast break. Once again, the mm-hmm. Lakers did lose with, unfortunately, the fact that the undermanned, shorthanded on a back-to-back for the Los Angeles Lakers did lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 114-99 to in here in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. want to go ahead and mention that this is something that I've been talking about for quite some time, my friend, as far as the roster that has been built – has been substandard. And uh, I understand that LeBron and AD take a, a considerable amount of cap space, but that Russell Westbrook trade and the $47 million that also gets taken up as far as the cap space is concerned does not allow you to build a complete team as far as depth and roster. And we're seeing that, you know, the people ask me, well, it's not so bad. We've got the big three, blah, 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 blah. But when you see this type of lack of depth show its head as it has in this preseason, because the first game, the starters didn't do too bad. Starters were actually leading the game when they went on out. They brought the second team in and the third team in, and they just completely got blown out. Second thing happens as far as Wednesday night's game, the same thing. Starters bring come in. They compete on a very good level. The ones that are in there, I know AD was out, and look what happened. They bring the second and the third team in, and it just goes off the hill from there. Tonight, you only have the second and third team players in there, and after a inspiring first quarter, just went off the hill from there. It's a 
I see a pattern going as far as the lack of available talent on this team to compete on a regular basis once you get past those first couple players. If LeBron and AD get hurt, we've said this all summer long, we're in a lot of trouble. And I think everybody's starting to see, Lakers fans are starting to see, no matter how positive you can be, they're starting to see that this team and its lack of depth could be a serious issue for the season. Well, it's not just depth. It's it's We're, we're going to be talking about this in a, in a few here, but the headline is LeBron talking about ownership of some team that he's also talking about Victor Wembiana as well. And and this is, this is his MO. He's always talking about things that have no relevance to Laker basketball. If he, if your if your leader is constantly, you know, complimenting players and teams and people's parents and, and countries and whatever it is that he does, where, where, if you're if you're on a team, you're like, oh, LeBron doesn't really care that you know he doesn't really hold anybody accountable here. He wants to buy a, a Las Vegas team, and then you know within minutes, I'm reading about how Adam Silver is saying we're, we're not planning any expansion. Like, what, what do you, what is this? What do you, what do you, you, you can't afford an NBA team anyways. This is what, why is this even a discussion? You're talking about a team that doesn't exist, and we don't know if it's going to exist. You, your talent pool is already abysmal. You're going to add two more teams to to a league where talent is is, is already an issue. I can already tell you that's going to happen. Obviously, the fact that the the league would get a considerable amount of money just as far as the fee that you have to pay for an expansion team to come into the league, it's not going to happen right away. But Seattle and Las Vegas are the rumored cities, and most likely they will be the ones added into the mix. That's something that is going to happen. I think it's going to, the CBA has to be signed in. The new TV deal has to be already kicking in. That's what's rumored as far as that's concerned. But yeah, Las Vegas will be getting a team, which would probably coalesce and align with LeBron retiring because it probably won't happen for about three to five seasons at the earliest. Uh, That's not what Adam Silver said. Well, he said it's going to be a while. So. Yeah, a while, a while, meaning probably five, ten years from now, and uh, that's five, the, ten the, years. That's LeBron's. That'll be that'll fit LeBron's timeline just fine. Uh, LeBron can't. He, he doesn't have that kind of money. Uh, you, you, the Phoenix is going to fetch three billion dollars now. Five to ten years from now, teams are going to be worth five billion. That guy, uh, he'll, he find just, the, he'll find the money. I, he'll I find the money. money. He ain't going to be the principal owner. You know, Jordan got lucky. What was it, fifteen years ago? Because. The Charlotte Hornets or the Bobcats at that point were not – they weren't valued as, enough, and Jordan was ahead of the game enough to to be able to scrounge – what what was it, $150 million to buy the, the Bobcats? Seems like a bargain now. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a, that's a – that that was realistic for – and, of course, David Stern loved Michael and would have done anything for him so that he made that process easy. But I, I think I, – again, back – we're talking about the 2020, the 2023 season is not even underway, really. And he's already and, talking about that. And we'll look, at, look at the focus. It's guys, it's. It, there was no focus. I'm going to admit to you on that. And obviously is, when you're is, talking it, about it, I, I, I'm not, I'm, it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting so redundant at this point. That's why I'm thinking about putting a comedy act with this as things are going. So, when people come here, can they can maybe feel a little happy instead of depressed? 
Yeah. It's becoming more apparent by the by the day with this with this uh, current culture of Laker basketball and those guys that are let's just call it LeBron and all that crap. Um, I don't know. My my level of respect is. I'm just dealing with it because I have to. I, I really, I don't know what else to do. I like the, I love the Lakers. I'm playing. I'm, I'm gonna watch the games because that's, that's what I do. And stick with them through the bad and stick with them through the good. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. Uh, it's just not. Uh, people suck. <laughs> well, seriously, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I have very little respect for. A lot, a lot of these guys, man. I, I don't, I don't have any, any, any feeling for them. They're, they're not professionals. They're, they're, they're selfish. Ego, I mean, egotistical is one thing, but you know, because there's sometimes you can use that ego to your, you know, to an advantage. But these guys are the negative ego, egotistical, just buffoons that absolutely have no respect for, 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 for the profession. Again, I don't think we should take a whole lot from this game. Again, outside. No, of- no, no. It's not about the game. It's not about the game. See, but you're t- it's about forget about, about the game. No, no. But forget. Yeah, it's forget about, about the LeBron, game. About LeBron and we're, his, his. We're about of- starting. We're about starting. And you know, Kenneth Stone and all the guys that were wondering why, and all the yahoos who who hit us up on Twitter because they assumed I thought something. This is it, guys. This is no, why. This is, is why planning- I say what I say. He is planning for his future. He I don't planning. care about his future. I'm a Laker fan. He's a Laker right now. He needs to focus on helping this team win. I could care less what he does in his private life. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem that people live such miserable lives outside that they have to entertain themselves by what LeBron James does outside the, the court. I don't. I don't give a crap what he does outside the court. I don't. I don't care what any of these guys do outside the court. I'm here to watch the L.A. Lakers play basketball, and I'd like to have these 35, 45, 50, 60, 70 million dollar a year players focus on the team that they're playing for instead of talking about some imaginary team that hasn't even arrived yet and might not arrive for a decade. It's 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 ridiculous. Right. It has nothing to do with the game today. It's the focus. They don't take it's clear that a lot of these players don't take exhibition season seriously. Paul Lipman, he commented when you build your roster with two or three stars and rest. This is going to end in a week and a half. Not even a week and a half. What are you gonna say when they get spanked by the by Golden State and everyone in the first week? What are we gonna say then? Oh well, it's the first week. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should have started. I know chemistry a little bit. Laker during, Tom did that last season. Oh, it's just it's going to be time. The Lakers are going to do fine. The Lakers and, this, give up, and then and, it didn't happen. And again, G, with all due respect to everyone's feelings and positivity and optimism. Okay, when you pay attention to results and little evidence, evidence, people, evidence, facts. You know what that is, G. You know what you know what that is, right? I do. Evidence, I do. facts, results. What 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 is what's going to be on my tombstone is those three words. I'm about facts, results. That's that kind of stuff, okay? Right now, you're seeing the results of what I'm comp- ranting about. I'm not what? I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not controlling this. I'm, I'm not. I'm interpreting for you. 
but people want to they want to feel good and they want to hope <laughs> oh that's why we watch movies guys that's why i love movies because I, I i feel like that too i want to feel good i want to go watch shawshank redemption and feel at the end man andy defray got that guy right but it's fantasy when the movie's over you go back to reality sports is reality this is a reality you can't fake lebron's talent and ad's talent and all these guys and, and you can't you can't make cole swider make shots as we saw today so so again guys there's a, there's a separation you know if you guys want to live in fantasy go play video games or watch movies or tv shows when we're watching real life stuff i think this constant excuse machine of well this and well it's only this and that after a while it starts to build it starts to build it starts to build oh well he already has four championships it's over it is a a it's 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 an act that i have absolutely grown completely tired of and if you have that kind of mindset you you are a detriment to to results and winning especially in sports know I'll, that I'll I'll finish off what Paul Lipman's comment was that he had there's so much roster turnover with the Lakers with that type of roster construction every year Joe is right so there you go Joe's right the early season isn't when you want to go ahead and be figuring things out you want to do it beforehand in training camp you especially want to get that stuff now especially yeah. right now because if these guys, if I'm a coach or I'm a manage a management and I'm preparing for an 82 game season, you would think your brain would be like, guys, if we were playing Oklahoma City two out of three games to start the season, and then the third team was Orlando, okay, because I am a common sense guy. Okay, hmm. you could probably start building some stuff there. Okay, you're not doing that in the first, practically the first 20 games. This could be dead in the first 20 games. That's how fast it can be. Well, you could see. Well, the problem is you could see a, from a mile away that they were going to use this game tonight as a, as a game that they were going to throw away. If there's going to be a throwaway game back to back. You knew they it's were not about the game, like, G. I think you keep, I, well, you I'm keep just, thinking. I, I'm, I'm I not understand about the game. that, but you're now, yeah. now, now I'm going to be finished, though. When it comes to the first and second ones, as far as the desire to go ahead and try to build a team that's going to build some positive things for going forward that's the problem i have especially monday's game monday's game was an awful awful showcase for the lakers as far as what they have in depth and what they have as far as coming together as a team you got to go ahead and have that kind of focus as an entire organization and team right from the get-go i understand about today today when you have five of your main players out i understand that you're probably not going to be very competitive but when it comes to a team you know like monday or excuse me, yeah, when on Tuesday, no, no, Monday, it was Monday, when you're talking about how you got whacked by 30 and you had everybody playing, that is an irritation. That's to me, is just tells me that you're not taking it seriously. And that's where I have an issue. It's the games like Monday. Today, not so much, but I understand that you're, you're thought about how LeBron is talking about this and he's talking about that because he's trying to go ahead and stay relevant with other subjects and other topics is something that they should not be doing because they need to focus on trying to build camaraderie, trying to build chemistry, trying to build a team that's going to be competitive, especially in a very, very tough Western conference. 
you're right. That's what they need to focus on. Hopefully they've got another few, a little over a week to go ahead and write the ship starting with this Sunday against the Golden State Warriors. So I'm hoping they will find that measure of, of type of uh, concentration and focus that you're looking for. But I'm not holding my hopes up high because right now it just shows that they're not taking it seriously enough. And we're talking about legacies. We're talking about prime careers. I mean, that 2020 title might have been the worst thing to happen in a a lot of ways because it it created this complacency, I think, that's not going away and it won't go away until the the two big pieces are gone. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sitting back, I was thinking about this too. You, You don't trade any championship for anything, but I think it's it's uh, the result of that is it's it created something bad. It created just mediocrity. It created mediocrity, and it, and, and and there's a satisfaction that's that's uh, settled. Ad has won a championship in all four divisions of, of his career. Yeah. He's the only guy that's ever done that, right? The FIBA, the Olympics, college, and NBA. LeBron, granted, it's not a six like Jordan, but he's got a unique title history where he's won three titles. Well, he's won four titles, but he's won three titles with three teams and the finals MVP in each title. Yeah. That's that's never happened. And I think there's a little bit of satisfaction there and of course he's he's going to play this year to, to to break the hallowed record, scoring record. I think once that happens it's especially by that time he'll Lakers will probably be 20 and 30 <laughs> if we're lucky. Uh at that point it's all going to be about that that scoring title and that that's it. This, this, this whole season becomes a, a monument to, to LeBron's self-absorbed career. And I, and, and I'm, we're, we're going to, I'm hoping that somebody makes a decision at the end of the year to figure out, are we ever going to have a player that's focused on playing for the Lakers? Uh, Victor, I can, I have a hard time pronouncing his last Victor name. Victor Wem. Ban Yama. I say it. So I'm going to call Yama. So, so Victor Yama. Victor Wembayama. Yeah. Windama Yama. (laughs) Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Okay. Mm -hmm. He, he is sparked a little bit of something that I, that I've already kind of felt good about in terms of him. Well, let me set it up then for everybody out there. Yeah. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I'm here with Joe Sorrell. Please go ahead and Check out Joe's comments each and every time out right here as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you have any questions for us, always YouTube comments are great. Also as well, tweet us out at LakersFastBreak and of course LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Big shout out again to Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, hoping they can get back on the show ASAP. But again, before we head on out, I was at the... Henderson, the suburb of Las Vegas today, for the city of Henderson for the Second matchup between Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson is part two. It was at the Dollar Loan Center Arena in Henderson. I'm going to say right now that 
part two was almost as good as part one as far as from a victor standpoint scoot henderson i will say it's very unfortunate he really didn't get off to a great start but he didn't play very long before he got a bump on the knee they bumped knees with another player so they pretty much uh, sat him out the rest of the game he was in street clothes before well, he wasn't in street clothes but he was in warm-ups uh, actually a very short period of time afterwards, but it looks like he was okay because he wasn't even icing his knee down. They just kept him out after banging his knee and he was limping off the court for a little bit. But then again, like I said, nobody seemed really concerned about it. So I guess it's just a case where they just held him out for the rest of the game because they didn't want him to go ahead and injure it any further. So how did Victor Wembignana do after a really, really great first game? Outstanding, just electrified the NBA community. I can tell you that even though his three-point shot was not as effective as it was on Tuesday, I will tell you it was amazing to see what this man could do as far as generating offense. He still, even with I think only two for seven is what I was remember as far as from the outside of three-pointers, he still dropped 36 points, 11 rebounds. He was still, as far as amazing, finding different ways to score. And it wasn't just all lobs. It wasn't just all stuff right around the basket. He was going as far as turnarounds, fadeaways. He was finding ways to go ahead and get fouled with contact. He was fighting through contact to go ahead and try and make shots. He is the real deal. And I know, again, I've heard this when I was there. It was so funny because I was telling, uh, I think it was Joe earlier, that all these old retired six seven, six eight, six nine, seven foot players were all around the NBA that were there. There wasn't a big crowd, but who was there was all NBA seemingly related in some form or fashion. And they're all trying to go ahead like this, Joe. They're trying to work out their brain. You know, he should be doing it like this. And they're getting in their stance like they got to from back in the day. And they're trying to go ahead and get in the stance and all that and trying to go ahead and, and do the motions. Oh, he should be doing this instead. I'm like, the kid has scored 37 and 34 points respectively in back-to-back games against G League competition. He has showcased himself as the number one prospective 2023 draft, you know, numero uno guy that's going to be picked without a doubt. He has solidified that as the number one draft pick for next year's draft. Sensational job. Seems like a really good kid from all I'm hearing. My friend Rafael Barlow from the NBA Big Board has nothing but raves about him and also his family as well. Really just turned in another fabulous performance. And they actually pulled out the win this time. So that's what he was most excited about is the fact that not just that he did well. The fact he was most excited about was the fact that he won today's game against the G League Ignite for his team the Metropolitans. So I will say that again, that this was a, a great performance this week from Victor Wembignana, and he is the future of the NBA. As long as he stays in good health, there's no doubt about it. I just think that people need to go ahead and rearrange their thinking because he doesn't play a back-to-basket game as a five. He plays outside on the wing. He drives to the basket. He, he takes the ball downhill. He, he moves, he shakes, he goes ahead and hits, shoots fadeaways. He's got a sweet jumper. He shoots from the outside very well. He is exactly what everybody has hoped for as far as that ultimate wing. I just think that those comparisons to Ralph Sampson, Christoph Porzingis, you know, any other of these big guys that they're trying to compare him to, it's not fair because the guy is so fluid. He reminds me of... Let me put it this way, Joe. He reminds me of a six seven to six foot nine wing 
He moves like it. He shoots like it. He plays like it. Yet he's seven five. He he legit. He stood next to he stood next to Gobert after the game. He was legit two to three inches taller than him. It was crazy, man. Crazy. He's got a good head on his shoulders too. Uh, here his parents are really really good people too. The softies in and around him are already trying to soften him because that's what people are these days, a bunch of pansies. Oh, you should sit out. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And he basically told them to, you know, where his agent did to go kick dirt. Um, He can set the example here for the next generation by whooping that ass with that kind of mentality. And I really, really hope he does. And if Scoot is going to be the next John Morant with a little bit more feistiness, if that's possible, then even better. It's time to start getting this next generation going and, and bringing a little bit of uh, some old-fashioned fundamental things in terms of how to play the game and how to focus on winning. Notice he got compliments from everybody. And he's saying, no, I haven't done anything yet, even with LeBron. LeBron's sitting there doing his usual thing, uh, praising and bowing and worshiping in his dialogue. And he's like, okay, take it easy. We're, you know, let me let me get in the league first. That's the kind of guy you want leading your team. And I'm really, really hoping that his body doesn't break down in any way uh, so that he can have a 15, 20-year career and hopefully win titles because that's the guy I'm going to root for. I just hope he doesn't go to Utah. Paul's actually one of our nice, nice. Sorry, Paul. I, he, he, it's, Utah's, I don't know. Yeah, They're going to be trying hard for him. They're going to take it hard this year. They're going to try. I, to I don't, I, I, I think it, you know, we, we, we kind of lost a little having Zion go to New Orleans God, if he had gone to the Knicks, you know, the Knicks, for whatever it's worth, it's still the Knicks and it's New York. And you get more buzz when you get a player that's transcendent, that goes to a uh, an iconic team. Uh, Utah, I mean. I hope he's just kidding, Paul. I don't know. I, I, I If Danny Age wasn't there, I'd probably be okay with it, but I don't know. He takes the time to watch us and he's a jazz fan and he nah. stays with us. Uh, well, Paul, again, with all due respect, I'm. I'm happy you're on the show, and I, I hope you you stay with us. But uh, don't feel don't feel slighted. I don't like any teams except the Lakers. If Utah just was the first, I uh, I think team Paul, I picked on. It's because of Ainge and the Celtics thing. You know that's you know. I I I, 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 I yeah. I, I just I don't know. I I think if we're gonna have that kind of player, I just think he'd be better off going somewhere where I think he's a little bit more marketable. Um, I know well, that you know that's what the league wants. We all know what the no, league that's wants. what I want. I don't care what the league wants. The league okay. doesn't know what the hell it wants anymore. Right. Um, the the future has to change a little here. This has to be something. We got to get back to focusing on 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 team and 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 winning. And I don't feel like I see that a lot, other than guys like maybe Giannis, Giannis, and you know I don't know if you really see that in in Phoenix. I, I know. Those guys are trying, but they seem to not be able to get over the hump. Uh, Miami's always going to have something because Pat Riley's riding that ship, and Pat Riley's always going to have that that kind of you know. He's always going to have that mentality that you know we're about winning, uh, and and that should be the proof right there. G, that should be the proof that 
it's possible to have a team still stick to the old-fashioned fundamentals, yet mo- uh, merge it with the modern game. He I just said, Paul just said, did you see that answer? He said, it's okay. Jazz fans still hate Ainge over the Gordon Hayward deal. <laughs> That's a well, good one, Paul. I, 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 always, I always wonder if he hadn't busted his ankle in that first game, do you think he'd be injury prone as much as he has? I don't know. Or, or did he get or did he get comfortable when he got that contract? That's always the kind of question. That's you know, that seems to be the case with a lot of players over the course of the past few decades. We've seen in this modern way of doing sports that, you know, we always worry about when these players sign their big contracts. What goes wrong after that? Do they still commit to the same type of lifestyle they had before as far as the hard work, et cetera, et cetera? Is it just bad luck? We don't know. I just you know, you can see it with some players, but you can't really quite tell with others. But yeah. It's something that definitely uh, is something you're always worried about when you sign a player to that big contract because you never know where it's going. You never know where it's going to go from there. But well, I, I, I think it's it's telling when you look at the schedule last year and you, or you look at the the, the league uh, uh, participation. You only had four players that played 82 games. That's a league that has approximately 360 players. Four. Four, four players only played 82. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in perspective. Um, I used this example in another post uh, a few months ago. Let me get the stats here. Okay, and after so, that, I've got a comment I want to go ahead and Sure, and sure. Off, this know. is a quick one. So the 19, and I just happened to pick this one because I was looking at the, the 92 Knicks at the time, and it, and it caught my eye. So they essentially had an eight-man rotation when they were rocking and rolling, right? You had Patrick Ewing, Mark Jackson, Xavier McDaniel, Gerald Wilkins, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, John Starks, Greg Anthony. That was, that was the eight-man rotation that they, they played with that year. All eight, except for one game, Mark Jackson played 82 games. Mark played 81. That's how, how things have changed. Mind you, this is at a time when the league wasn't as... I mean, it was getting popular. Obviously, Jordan and Magic did what they did. But the money wasn't anywhere near what it is. The facilities were anywhere near what, it, what they are now. The technology, the medical advances, all this stuff was nowhere near that. And you had guys playing 82 games and playing very competitive basketball all throughout. And the Knicks is the, – the reason why I chose the Knicks was the Knicks were the Pistons of the 90s, right? Mind you, they didn't win a title, but they they played like the Pistons. So this wasn't some, you know, foofy team that 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 played finesse ball. This was these were these were freaking junkyard dogs playing all year. So just look, just just think about that for a second. All eight of their rotation players practically played all year, except for one game. And it's just nuts. It's just nuts to to see from from going from that to seeing now that. You'd be lucky if you have maybe this year one guy that will play 82 games throughout the year. So, my, you know, excuse me if I'm upset. Excuse me if I'm sounding like the old man. Uh, I'm not an old man, okay? I'm old man in terms of years maybe for some. I know. You're, not, you already said you, call, you compared yourself to Clint Eastwood and Grant well, Turner. I, 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 can't, I didn't want to compare myself to, to that. I'm not going to tell you to get off my lawn because I told you I don't have a lawn. Uh, <laughs> but the point is I'm talking about what I'm seeing. It's not about me being upset that the world isn't what it used to be. Okay. I'm not, it's not that. 
it sounds like that, but I'm not. What I'm saying is I'm comparing participation back then versus now and why the 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 quality of the game is 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 not as good. It's because these guys aren't playing. They're not they're not they're not valuing pre- preparation anymore. They're just yeah. saying, well, let's just get let's just get this thing going, you know, when when it when it's real. And then they're gonna spend two, three weeks, four weeks, a month to to prepare now instead of being ready when you come in. And that right there, I just I think that's just signs of losers. It's just a sign of losing. Before we head on out, my friend, some great thoughts right there from Joe Soro. If you have any questions for him or me, please go ahead and hit us up in the YouTube comments. Also, as well, you can go ahead and always send us a tweet at Lakers Fast Break or LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Wanted to, before we head on out, touch on something that Tycoon Rave, it was a saying that he honestly thinks, and he's honestly saying that the GM needs a better eye when he they when the GM is looking on the other team's second unit. It's way better than the Lakers right now. He think uh, he thinks that the GM needs to, to be better in for order for the team to win a championship. It's simple as fact is that when you tie up your team to three players and commit to three players, those three players better be great. And if there's one part of it or two part of it that are not like last season, AD didn't play well at all. And we all know about Russell Westbrook. That has been said ad nauseum on the show about how bad he was last season. You've got a lot of issues from there because it's so hard with the rest of the money that you're allotted to go ahead and make the right choices to keep personnel on this roster who can compete and with an everyday team. Not, not even talk about the top teams, but to have people out there that you can throw out there onto the court that can compete at a level which is going to be competitive in the NBA. It's so hard to do that when you when you have three players taking up the bulk of your salary, but you still can do it. You just got to have someone that has the eye to make those right decisions and letting Caruso walk and, and some of the other decisions that have been made in the past two seasons since the Lakers have won the bubble, actually going on three now, have been, I think, part of the reason why that Rob Palenka is just not at this point, showing that he's going to be the guy for us long-term that's going to make the right choices so that the team can rebound from there. I just think that right now we're seeing a lot as far as the issues with the team, the lack of depth. I even said on this show on several occasions now that I think if you take the team, maybe you can say an OKC, maybe you can say Houston, maybe you can say, I don't know. I think even Utah probably has as far as players number three through 12, a little bit better than what the Lakers have right now. Players number three through 12 or three through 15, whatever you want to say, is probably one of the absolute worst in the NBA. And it shows, man. It absolutely shows. People are trying to tell me if that's wrong, but the the proof is in the pudding over these past three exhibition games. I'd say for sure after five the worst 10. I, I give you that. I'll give you yeah, that. I'd say, I'd that. say you, you have a legitimate argument that they might have the back 10 worst line, worst team. in, in the NBA. I'll give you that. Oh, that's and, fair. and again, I'm, I'm guys results. What I've seen keep telling me it's, it doesn't, this doesn't count or it's not real. Okay. You have to watch the game guys. I'm watching the games. I'm not watching a box score. These guys had wide open shots in a meaningless game with no pressure. Okay. And all the time for a 40 for 48 minutes, 
and they were clanking them like their lives were on the line. If you can't make a shot in a meaningless game with all the time you need, wide open, no one on your neck, how the hell are you going to make shots when the regular season starts or when playoff time comes? You know, all we hear from Darvin Ham is, and I'm just thinking Paul Terry in the back of my head saying, fire Ham, fire Ham. I'm thinking about Ham's job as far as trying to go ahead and keep, at least on October, November, December, trying to keep down the number of minutes for LeBron and AD. I just don't see a way out of it. I, I just don't see a way out of as far as not increasing the number of minutes and having LeBron AD play an exorbitant amount of minutes in the earlier part of the season, which is a mistake. I get it. But with such a lack of depth, it's going to be hard not to keep them on the court a predominant amount of time. And that's the part I wish I would, I wish there would be some dialogue on that. If I'm the coach, I'm saying we need to, I would have said before the game today, all right, guys, we need to find out who's going to spell our vets this year. These, you guys have a chance here to show what you got at least, at least a little bit. So we can see how this develops throughout the year. They don't really do that. I'm thinking they're going to tune out Darvin Ham as soon as they start losing. We'll we'll see. Uh, this team is right now again. There's no identity. There's nothing. There's there's no. Watch them play. Just if you can uh, handle it, just rewind what. If you have a DVR and you DVR DVR the game, go back and watch these guys play basketball. They well, the thing is, no, we have to. Well, the thing is, we have to go ahead. There's no system. There's no fundamentals. There's nothing. It's just sit back and shoot. That's all they do. They don't have any any basketball skill. It's just okay. Wait and shoot. The, it's, but it's, the pro- it's 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 just sad. I, I don't know. I just sad. It, the thing is, though, Joe, it, it's what's sad about it is the fact that you know we are looking good for one quarter, but the game is played with four quarters. The thing is, you have to continually look good and play well over the course of four quarters. Now, yet last night's game, at least the team looked good in the first half, but you still got to go ahead and play this game for four quarters. You cannot falter in the second half. And I understand you're playing a lot of young guys, a lot of rookies, a lot of guys that are not even going to make the team, or that you're just getting a that are just getting a sniff, or just trying to go ahead and, and get a look. I get that, but the thing is, I'm still when there's guys in the second and third quarter that are going to be on the team that are going to probably play rotational minutes that are not getting the job done that I see constantly uh, when you look at the box scores at the end of the game you're seeing in the minus category that's the problem I have as far as those like you said numbers 5 through 15 numbers 5 through 10 predominantly who are going to play the bulk of the rotation minutes behind the starters those guys are not getting that job done. It's because of the fact that they are just not as good as a lot of other teams have in those areas. You had three different games. They all resulted in the same result. You had vets playing a lot, vets playing half, vets not playing in any, and they still had the same result. At some point, they're, they're, they're getting their rear ends handed to them. They can't score, and and it's it, this is a continuous issue. This isn't just the last three games. I've been watching exactly what I've been watching this week 
for the last year. So you can't come to me and say, well, it doesn't, you know, I keep, it's excuses. The amount of excuses I hear in life in general, and it's more prevalent now in sports more than ever. I mean, if you had, I mean, I, I watched maybe five minutes of that NFL game tonight, and I, I wanted to throw up at how absolutely horrendous the NFL product has become. It's not just the NBA. It's just this overall, everything's about, and it's always been about the money. I'm not saying it's not about the money, but there was a time when there was a little bit more of like, hey, man, let's put something good on. It's really bad. It's really bad, and and, and we're we're stuck. I'm stuck because I'm a sports guy. I love watch. I love football. Football's in my blood, and I love basketball and baseball. And life has just become an excuse machine. And in, in, in every walk of life, people are delusional. People uh, think that something's going on, and you're sitting there watching. You're like, "What are you talking about? That's not going on." Like they wow. really believe. Like we're in a place where people believe things that are not happening it's it's just it, it all kind of piles in at some point and i don't i don't know what i don't know i don't know what the solution is other than the i don't know i don't know i, 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 I think that's probably why it's hard to watch because you're like well what's gonna get fixed here are we ever gonna have accountability there's no accountability for anything it's always well, an excuse you even said it yourself. There is a little spark of hope for the NBA out there because this week has shown to both you and me the possible hope of some good players coming into the league that have that alpha mentality. Scoot Henderson, if you saw him on Tuesday, you could see he has a lot of fight. He has a great playmaking ability and he can hit from the mid range like very few prospects his age have ever been able to do. Really looked good, strong, fast, athletic, really a super talent. Looks like he's someone who, who was just going to try and get better and better and do what it takes. Victor Wembignana uh, was the talk of the NBA, like I said, just absolutely a sensational talent. Again, I, comparing him to centers is really not that great because the fact is the guy moves and is so smooth. He moves like a forward. He does not move like a traditional center. He is so fast, quick. He he he's got that eight foot reach. He's got he's got eight foot wingspan, so he can get. People are just they're holding the ball and they're like two, three, four feet away from, him and he's still knocking the ball away. He is just someone that's going to be so good on so many levels, barring any health issues, of course. And the future with them looks bright. I am so excited for those futures, uh, for their futures. I really can't can't wait. I know, like I said, all the NBA types were there on Tuesday and even on Thursday. I told you I was in the arena and Shams bumped into me while he was glad handing a lot of people, uh, Shams Sharania, uh, and I think everybody knows who that is as far as the one of the guys that breaks all the, the, the info as far as the NBA. I walked right by one of the percentage owners, one of the family owners of the bus family, Jesse Bus, who if you've seen on the uh, – actual Hulu legacy show that we talk about here. Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers. He actually does wear the black hat and the black jacket, even <laughs> even in a 90 degree day here in Las Vegas. So yeah, absolutely. It was a fun day today. You know, as far as I could say, as far as part two, I wish Scoot had stayed healthy and on, you know, on the floor, but you know, we can't have everything, but I think the future with those kids 
the Thompson twins and more is looking bright. I, I don't want to go ahead and just put a blanket over everyone and say that's it for the league. I think the future, though, is looking very bright with kids like that. And he's got the mentality. He's got the exactly. The focus. Uh, exactly. I, 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 these guys. These guys do. They they do. They're leaders. They're, yeah. You know, people look up to them, and that plays a, a big role. And when when these guys don't live up to that positive role model type thing, and I know we shouldn't be looking up to strangers. You know, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley said it best. You know, it's not it's not the athlete's job to raise your kids and. And, and be role models, you know, but but they do. And right now, our role models are LeBron James, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, these type of guys that have an influence on those who who are watching them. And um, LeBron isn't as bad as Kyrie. Durant has just become a a. <laughs> it's like a, I, ever since he left Oklahoma City, he's just been a honorary person. Uh, he can't handle any criticism and dis- disrespect, you know, disrespect to the coach, disrespect to the organizations he's with. And then, of course, I'll, I've already talked enough about LeBron and what he does when when he's on his off days. Um, uh, these are these are what our our leaders are doing right now in the NBA. And it's to me. It's the results right now, what you're seeing here, they're barely playing They're there's always issues within the, the organization. There's, they're very polarizing. There's no more, I want to cheer for somebody. I want to cheer for this guy. And Giannis, I would say, is the one of the few guys that people want to cheer for. But maybe because he's not boisterous, maybe people are bored with it. Maybe people do want to hate more than they want to love. But nowadays. he's honest. At least, you know, with Giannis, I believe it's it's all from the heart. Whatever he says that might, you know, be either commiscuous one way or the other, I believe what he tries to do is all heart. And uh, I, and I, I don't know. I don't know why out. we don't we don't celebrate him more. I think I think it's I think that would be important to celebrate a player like that more instead of, you know, those Jack. Well, I, again, what moves the needle is what is, is what moves the needle and hate and criticism is what what these these media types have built and what the audience wants because they probably live miserable lives and hate everything around them that they want to continue to project that online and against all those successful people that they're jealous of yeah um that's what this is i just i losing is just not something i'm good with i i I never i can tell yeah i don't i don't even if I'm not involved in it directly, I, 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 I just don't like seeing it. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I like to, I like winning. Well, maybe they can go ahead and finally, as far as after what, nine straight exhibition games, they can finally go ahead and get back into the wing column on Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, right there for you on NBA TV. They'll also be on the Lakers station. It will be against the Golden State Warriors We'll go ahead and be on after the game. To It's just an exhibition game, Joe. So maybe they'll go ahead and have the chance to go ahead and compete and win on that one. We'll go ahead and talk about it after the game. But before we go, Tycoon Rave, I'm going to go ahead and answer your question right now. He says we need a good wing player. We need a good center. 
Crowder, I mean, the reason why he hasn't been traded yet, even though he's holding out and the, he, at the request of both himself and the team, they've mutually parted ways. So he's sitting out right now until they can find a deal for him because he's no longer going to be starting. Cam Johnson is starting in his place as far as a younger kid playing now in the spot that they want him to play as opposed to the veteran at 32 years old. With Crowder, it's going to take, I think, at least a first rounder. I think that's what Phoenix is trying to go ahead and and barter for at this point in time. So I think that also as well that Crowder would want to go to a verified bona fide contender. And I'm not sure if the league sees the Lakers as being in that mix as far as the upper mix of the Western or Eastern Conference. But we'll see. Crowder would be a good fit on the Lakers. Maybe that's the case, but the Lakers will probably have to give up one of their first, the 27 or the 29 to get him. And I'm not sure they're willing to part with that since they haven't been willing to part with those firsts already. So we'll see as far as DeMarcus cousins, he lives here in Las Vegas. This I know. And he was at the game on Tuesday, the first Victor versus scoot. So I know he was about and about, he might've been at today's Lakers game. We're not sure, but he could be someone that, you know, might get a few minutes off the bench. He played in Denver last year and got a few minutes off the bench, but he's someone I think that remember, he's not the same player that he once was before. So I think he may be, he could be someone that can give you some minutes, but just some token minutes at that, because again, he is still not the player he was once before. We got to go ahead and keep that in mind. Those injuries have slowed him down. He's still able to hit from the outside. He's still able to muscle in, but the game is in certain ways passed him by simply because of the injuries that he's had, which is reason why, or part of the reason why he's not signed to a team as yet. Although he is working out here in Las Vegas, and I know he wants to be back on a team real soon. I don't know necessarily. I don't know what, I don't care about. Jay Let's get Crowder. to the comedy show. I know you're right. But, I, don't, uh, I don't care about Jay Crowder. I don't care about any of these min- minimal talented guys lakers lakers need to figure out what the who the hell they are here and what they want to do and make sure that their their leader is 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 focused <laughs> this is a joke <laughs> it's a freaking joke well hopefully- i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna ride this lousy wave until the 18th i'm gonna start preparing for a lot of condescending con- commentary because it's a my respect for for this stuff is well I'll tell you what hopefully there'll be some better shows as far as for you maybe some better performances in the I think offering. I think I think generally everything from from the media shows there's there's a, there's a few that are not that are great don't get me wrong ours but is the, but the but the but the, the majority of the popular ones are absolute they suck. Everything sucks. Everything is lousy. There is nothing on TV. There's nothing on ESPN or any of these shows. And even even the Charles Barkley, you know, on on TNT, as good as that show does have, it's like it's played out a little bit. You know, I don't. I just I think every, all these guys suck. And I just want to watch. I just want to watch the team play well and win, and then turn the TV off. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to Geeter or James Worthy give us his bland, boring response to everything. I'm just sick of everybody. I'm sick of listening to him or looking at him. I, I really am. I just want. I just want to watch the game and turn it off. I don't care about anything else. 
But that's it. That's that's where I stand on that. And it, it's just not likely. This is not going to be something that changes. This is this is hundred um, percent. That's it. I, I I got nothing else. All right, but if that's the case, he's got nothing else because the Lakers unfortunately didn't give us much to go ahead and work off of for tonight. As outside of Thomas Bryant, there wasn't really much to write home about. It is once again the Lakers with five of their main core not playing in today's game, falling for a second game of back-to-back here in Las Vegas. 114-99, to the Minnesota Timberwolves pull out an easy one. They, after the first half, uh, excuse me, after the first quarter, the Lakers were competitive, but the Lakers in the second, third, and fourth, unfortunately, they were not so competitive as they get outscored by quite a bit and end up losing 114 to 99 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. But again, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, if you are into fantasy basketball, I will have a special episode on tap just for you that I'm going to go ahead and go on live with my good friends of Chris and Dom Lardieri of Domination Sports Nation. If Joe wants to be part of it, you know he's got some great thoughts on the fantasy basketball scene because he's such a great part of the fantasy football scene as well. So he's welcome to come on or anybody else that knows fantasy basketball. We'll be on doing that on Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, on Sunday, with the game being on at 5.30 Pacific, we'll be on around 8 Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. That's about two and a half hours-ish. That should be right where we're at. But look for us then on Sunday night, again, around 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Of course, again, as I mentioned, Saturday we're doing all the game wrap-ups this season. We're trying to do our best we can. We've also got special episodes coming, including an NBA season preview. I'm working on something right here that I'm going to send out to the guys here in the coming days that hopefully we can work out a way to go ahead and bring out a the best way we can go ahead and do an NBA season preview for you. So we're looking forward to bringing you that, plus also other great shows and the offering as well. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers unfortunately fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 114 to 99. We'll be back on Saturday with a special episode. We'll also be back on Sunday for the post game against the Golden State Warriors. Looking forward to getting one in the win column for the exhibition season. Hopefully, and hopefully Joe's spirits will be a little bit higher. Maybe, possibly. Hopefully. I don't think people, people want to see that. Oh, that's true. I do get a lot of emails saying that they love your rants. <laughs> just giving you guys what you want. And it just so happens to be what I want to give you. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, indeed. But once again, it's Joe Sorrell. Please go ahead and catch his rants on the fly as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Big shout out once again to Jamie Sweet, Yami Swoot. Five things, of course, the Lakerholics.com and our good friend, Laker Tom. Get well, Laker Tom. Wishing all the best for you. Thanks so much to Joshua, who has given me some great support on Facebook. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate it. Brie Marco as well. Everybody that goes ahead and gives us those great comments after our show goes off the year. We truly appreciate that. We try to get them to you as best we can. So we truly appreciate those comments as well. But once again, we'll be back on Saturday and Sunday. Looking forward to a great Lakers weekend right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.